it might shift power back into the restaurant's hands where they could start doing more of their own deliveries at a much lower cost. And I actually think, yeah, I actually think the future could be restaurants could share their autonomous vehicles with other businesses uh, or other other companies, or there'll be more sharing of drivers. And that's a big vision of Captain, is that we want to allow businesses to share their drivers even now. Welcome to Whisking It All with your host, Angelus Pizzito, co-founder of Whisk.ai, a food and beverage intelligence platform. We're going to be interviewing hospitality professionals around the world to really understand how they do what they do. Welcome to another episode of the Whisking It All podcast. We're joined here today with Ryan Pereira, CEO and co-founder of Captain.ai. Ryan, thank you for joining us today. Angelo, it's great to see you again. I'm excited to catch yeah. up with you. Yeah, it's been a while, so I'm excited to catch up and, and, and hear about all the things you're doing. Uh, as always, we love to start with the show with a nice, quick background on what it is that you do. So for the people listening, can you explain in a few sentence, sentences, what is Captain.ai? Sure. So Captain.ai is a suite of apps and software that is specifically made for restaurants with their own delivery drivers. Um, love it. And we really enable these restaurants to manage their drivers better, to get operational visibility into where their drivers are, how the drivers are performing and delivering, as well as really giving customers the ability to track the drivers in real time. So that kind of superpower of knowing exactly where your driver is when he's on his way to you. We build love it. all of the different software and tooling around that. So it's very specialized what we do. Um, it's for those chains, especially who've got their own drivers and want to add to a layer of technology to really improve their operations. Love it. Yeah, I remember when we met a while back, so I'm excited to catch up today because I'm, I'm sure you've changed a lot, grown a lot. So I'm excited to hear about you know what you've been up to, what you've been up to at Captain and just in life in general. But um, I remember the way I was or we were chatting about it was it's, hey, you know, Domino's does a really good job of managing their delivery. And that's, you know, their main business models. They can open up in a very small space and majority of their sales could be, you know, takeout and they, they manage that delivery portion. But that's you know, proprietary to them. And then in a sense, it's you're almost at this point, I'm sure you're doing even more, but you're almost giving that Domino's model, let's say of tracking deliveries and drivers. And now I, I was checking out your website so much more, which we'll get into, but for all the other chains uh, or all the other groups. So like, I think maybe for our listeners, that's a good way of thinking about it is like, um, and the parallel I would give is we had Ray, Ray Ready from Ritual and he was he kind of explained how Starbucks was probably the first to really adopt, you know, a pickup kind of motion, right? Like being able to order ahead and pick up, uh, but it was proprietary to them. And then what Ritual did, at least at the time, was, okay, can we give that same type of logic and, and you know, feature, but to everyone else? And so I kind of see that parallel with you guys where it's like, you know, instead of Starbucks, it's Domino's and instead of order ahead, it's it's delivery, but it's giving that technology and those those resources to all these other chains. But I don't want to put words in your mouth. So does, does that does that make sense at a high level? Is that a fair parallel to for our, our, our listeners to think of? Yeah, I think you articulated that really, really well. And I often describe it the same way as if Domino's really is so huge and so successful. They've pioneered a lot of the technology around delivery. And by using technology, I mean, they even describe themselves as a technology company. Right. By using technology, they've actually been able to get really good driver efficiency and a great customer experience, which they're famous for in terms of the live tracking. 
but right. they've got a huge tech team and they've got a huge, huge developer team to, to build out this technology. And most chains out there, even the chains with hundreds of stores simply don't have those resources. So we really created Captain to bring this kind of cutting edge driver tracking technology, analytics, operational visibility. We've really built that to kind of level the playing field, enable other mid-sized chains to, to have that same level of technology without spending years building it. We've put the hard work in for years so that we can give it to the other chains. So we're really there to empower restaurant chains to do this kind of thing. So I think you articulated it well. Amazing. And, you know, one of the things I always like to share is the the origin story. I'm fascinated. I'm an entrepreneur myself. I love chatting with entrepreneurs. So I'd love to hear, you know, and I, I got a sense of it, but to, with our listeners, what got you into this? Like, what made you want to solve this problem? What were you doing before where you're like, hey, I, I'm passionate about this? Well, we as co-founders wanted to get anything delivered to us. And we were we actually started the company out in London, England. In the UK. Okay. And this is about nine years ago. Um, nine years ago when we started, and we actually started a delivery company to actually get anything you want delivered food, groceries, okay. retail, you name it. And we had our own delivery team of drivers. We had our own fleet of drivers. We were doing all of the deliveries ourselves. We were dispatching everything. So we really built this from the grassroots. This was nine years ago. We were one of the first companies to do this in the UK. Wow. And um, we grew the company. We had teams of drivers across London doing these same hour deliveries. And because we were a tech company, we really started looking at how can we use the software to optimize what we were doing? Because it was, it was pretty tough to make a profit, to be honest, with, with this right. eight hour delivery. And right. we started looking at using machine learning to predict how many orders are going to be coming in and how many drivers we should hire mm. to try and get the maximum efficiency of deliveries per hour per driver. We started building this dispatch software and we were actually invited to a conference in Switzerland and we presented alongside uh, Will Shu from Deliveroo, David Buttress from Just Eat and Andrew Rennie from Domino's. And we were talking about the future of delivery. And we presented what we'd been doing at the company at the time was called Henchman, uh, same hour delivery Henchman, James Bond style. You know, right. delivery branding. So That's we were awesome. presenting this um, on stage and talking about how we use technology to get these efficiencies. And at the end of the conference, we were approached by a restaurateur who said, listen, I need this and I want this for my restaurant. And we, we suddenly realized there's a huge opportunity there, not just for us as a delivery company, but for us to take mm. this and help restaurants with this technology. And so we actually sold the henchman business and most of our team went on to form Captain. And that customer who approached us in Switzerland became our first customer. And so since since the, since 2017, we've been building Captain um, and wow. really only focusing on restaurants. We don't, fo we don't do anything else. We don't focus on retail, really focus on the restaurant industry. And our vision is to be that hyper-focused, best in the market solution for the restaurants. That's amazing. And typically, I assume, you know, you guys work with mostly chains. Is there a typical range where, like, you find that's your sweet spot? Yeah, I think we really find the best product market fit for chains. And that could be any chain from, let's say, 50 to 1,000 stores. Or okay, wow. So 
large chains. We work with actually one of the biggest chains uh, in North America and Canada, Pizza Pizza. They have okay. uh, over 700 stores and over 400 of those are doing deliveries. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's not, no easy feat. That's, and, and I find your background interesting because, and maybe you can share a bit about this, but you were actually on in the medical field, if I'm not mistaken, at least from, from what I've seen online. But I'd love, I'd love to understand kind of like what brought you from maybe that side of things <laughs> to to delivery, you know, even before captain, right? Like what, what how did that transition happen? Sure. It's, it's a bit of a random transition, I guess, to go from medicine into, into this field. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was in medicine and I, you know, I still love medicine. I loved what I was doing at the time. Um, I definitely miss lots of it. And what I, however, what I wanted to do is take a year out of medicine and build a business. It was a burning mm. desire for me to do that. And, you know, I wasn't realistic at the time. This is 10 years ago. I thought, okay, you can build a business in a year. You know, <laughs> I was a doctor. I didn't really understand. So I, I took a year out and we hadn't made it successful. We hadn't grown the business significantly. And then I suddenly realized, okay, I need a bit more time. And yeah. then I took another year out and everything started taking off um, with traction. And then that's the start of the journey. And I, I, I really crazy. want to see it through to the end of the mission. So. That's awesome. From from doctor to entrepreneur. Yeah, definitely uh rude awakening when you realize a year is not enough. It's like, all right, I get it now. This is probably gonna take a couple of years at, at least. That's that's awesome though. What a what a great transition. And so, you know, one of the things I'd like to talk about is also how the early days look, right? Because now you got some massive chains, obviously growth, and we'll talk about all that good stuff. But in the early days, you you know, going from that conference, realizing there's, you know, I guess a pain point. How did you go to getting that first customer, right? So that, that was that literally that the first customer, the person that uh, approached yeah. you at that? Okay. And so what did that look like? What did it look like to say, okay, there's some need or pain. We got to adapt this thing. How do we adapt it without, you know, risking too much capital? Like I love to understand the journey behind, you know, getting that first customer to use your delivery solution. Sure. So um, the first customer, I'll tell you who he was. It was actually... Enrico Sedano, who's the CEO of Vapiano Switzerland. So Vapiano's is an Italian chain in Europe. Um, okay. I think they have over 100 stores. And they, the CEO of the Switzerland franchise approached us and he became our first customer who really believed in us. And I really believe in listening to customers and making them happy. Genuinely, I'm just saying that. So we actually literally took our team to Switzerland and we lived there for a couple of weeks to launch to oh, wow. them, yeah. So we actually went and lived. we took most of our developer team. We were in the store. Enrico was so kind, he was feeding us food. And we were literally, the developers were coding in the store to get the launch, to get the launch right. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's really cool. So we, we, we went there and we had a very close relationship with them for many years. And we really spent a lot of time building this up. And... It's only through time, I think, we were able to learn the intricacies of different things. Um, I'll share one of the challenges and building a good auto dispatch solution. So what does that mean? In a restaurant, typically, if you don't have technology, the drivers are just going to take any order they like, or there may be somebody coordinating and say, okay, you take this order or you take this order. A, a better approach is if you can look at all the possible ways a driver could take different deliveries, and you mathematically calculate, okay, how can I get my delivery times as low as possible by combining this driver with this job going in this direction? 
Mm. Also, how can I keep my food fresh? I don't want to do five deliveries in a row. I need to limit the number of deliveries so the food stays fresh. That problem is actually quite hard to build a solution for. And we tried different approaches to auto-dispatching. So we tried a rule-based system. We tried distance-based systems. Eventually, we had to use an AI, an actual AI algorithm, which we um, integrated with, that allowed us to really get the results that we needed. And that was a many-year process. So wow. what I would share is that some parts of this technology are really quite challenging to build and require a lot of work with the customer, um, very closely working with them to understand it. And so I think wow. I'm excited that the product is so mature now. That's amazing. And I can imagine, like, you know, you say this AI model, I'm imagining it's taking into account things like, I don't know, traffic conditions, time of day, weather. Is it taking some of these other, you know, maybe factors into play when thinking about um, delivery? Just, I don't know if you can share that stuff sure. or that's like sure. private. At the moment, it would take into account um, perishability of the food, how long the okay. food can stay hot for. It would take okay. into account the business rules, how many orders can go together. It would look at your promise time. So promise time means what have you promised the customer? Whether right. it's an internal promise or an actual promise to the customer, you know, Domino's right. can have a 40 minute, 45 minute right. promise, pizza, pizza has one. So we look at those. So we make sure you hit your promise times, keeping the food fresh and at the same time doing deliveries as possible, fast as possible. Traffic is real time. Traffic is much more challenging to actually incorporate. But that's actually in our roadmap and something that we're working on now to bring in that real time traffic data that's cool. to that decision making process. That's really neat. And, and it's funny, I saw um, a random video, uh, I forget if it was Waze or Google Maps, but some guy was tricking Waze or Google Maps. Uh, and so he, he had, it was like a kind of a funny prank. He bought like, I don't know, hundreds of used phones and put Google Maps on it and like was rolling a cart down the street. Um, and then if you looked at Waze, it looked like heavy traffic. So everyone went like another road, but he was showing on his camera how there was like no one on the road. So it just made me think about how he kind of tricked the system to to think there was heavy traffic, uh, which I'm sure is a complicated problem to solve. Well, you know what's interesting about that? I think, you know, if once we get big enough and enough stores using us, we could probably use the live driver data to get to speed. actually calculate what the traffic is really like. So that we makes actually sense. use the driver's speed to calculate what the traffic is. That's interesting. That makes a ton of sense. I love that. So, so, so going back to you know Switzerland, your team's on the ground eating some pretty good Italian food. I'm, I'm imagining, uh, but working in there. So, what does the MVP look like? Like, what was the first kind of thing that you launched to be like? All right, this this guy's happy. Is it, is it was it the actual dispatching part, the delivery? Like, what was the first kind of I guess MVP? Yeah. So the very first MVP was really a dispatch application and a driver tra driver tracking. And the driver. So um, the core system is you can see where your drivers are on the map. That's the first thing that we launched with them. So they could see where their drivers are. And that in itself was useful. The drivers could get the jobs on their phone so they know what to do. And then the customer could actually track the order. Um, mm -hmm. I can't remember the sequence that we released that, but it was, <laughs> I think it was the dispatch app and the driver first. So when we're happy that everything was working, we launched the customer tracking method. That's awesome. And so when people come to you, you know, like what's their biggest pain points they're experiencing, right? Like I'm a chain, I got 50 locations. Is it, you know, what, what are, I guess, what are the main pain points that they're like, um, I need something. Is it, is it, is it the customer 
complaints? Is it just that they're they're not hitting the revenue they want? Is it just you know the efficiency of, of of the logistical side? Like I'm curious, like what are the big pain points that then they come to you and they're like, okay, I need something like Captain. Sure. So I'll be honest with you. You know, you start out thinking it's going to be one thing, but you find out it's something else. And and, I, and what did you guys think originally? Because yeah, that, that's for entrepreneurs listening. That's super normal. We learn that, but it's you're always thinking one thing, and then you you get nice a nice surprise. But I'm curious, what was the thing you thought, and then what it ended up being? So I, I think this might be biased because our first customer wanted us to automate everything, from the kitchen to the dispatching. He wanted everything to be automated. Uh, labor costs are very high in Switzerland, so any way you okay. can automate things can really help the business. Okay. And I was also obsessed about this idea of automation and using autopilot to make AI-driven decisions. So I thought that's going to be the, the core of the business. And we put a lot, many years into building that. But actually, wow. I'd say the biggest pain point is really chains want to delight their customers. That's what it is. They want their customers to have a really good experience. And so... You know, the consequence of that is actually what people really are excited about is, can I give my customers an amazing tracking experience? Mm. So we found that the biggest thing that chains are excited about is actually giving an amazing tracking experience to their customers. Customers are engaged. Customers are less likely to go to third-party sites to get the tracking experience. They're ordered directly. Mm. Customers are happy. Um, better chips for drivers. That's what we found is really the crux of and then there's all the other benefits of Captain that they get the operational visibility, analytics, data to how long their drivers are actually taking, and the AI if they want to optimize the routes for the drivers. So we thought it was going to be the AI, but actually it really is the tracking, I think, is the most exciting thing for a change to have. That's interesting. And then how do you guys like look at it, what the landscape when it comes to you know, maybe some of these third-party delivery apps, right? I know it's a bit different, especially when it comes to chains, because maybe it's added revenue, but it's high commissions. But to your point, maybe people like that experience. So when looking at like some of these chains that are maybe already using, you know, call it the Uber Eats, the DoorDash, the Grubhubs, where does, where do you guys fit in, fit into to that? Are you coming in, I guess, yeah, let me just end it there. Where do you guys fit in to that equation, I guess? I think in the last 10 years, there has been an amazing transformation in the restaurant industry, you know, really because of the third parties. I'm talking about Uber Eats, DoorDash, Deliveroo, Skip the Dishes, many others around the world. And I think they changed the whole industry for sure. And I think the change that I see is that delivery is no longer a nice to have, but it's an expectation. Customers mm. expect delivery. They don't necessarily know how they're getting it delivered or you know, whether it's your own drivers or whether it's going to be done by a third party, but they all want food delivered. When we started out, there weren't that many restaurants offering delivery because there weren't, there wasn't a proliferation of the third parties. So it was really the pizza chains or the higher volume guys who could, who were offering delivery. Now, mm. almost everybody's offering delivery. I think it's over 80 or 85% in the market. Wow. And you're continuing to see evolution of that industry even now because Companies like DoorDash and Uber are offering something called DoorDash Drive or Uber Direct, which if you haven't heard of it, is like a direct delivery service. So right. the customer can now order through their preferred channel. It could be the restaurant's website. And a restaurant could opt for DoorDash to still deliver that. Even though the order oh, didn't wow. come through a marketplace, it came through their own channel, but they don't have to hire a driver. They could, they could use a third party. Or they could 
have their own drivers and augment it with a DoorDash driver. So it's really like a white label delivery service. Right. That's interesting. And it's super interesting because our product has had to evolve as well to include that. So Captain used to be just for your own drivers, but now you could also, if you're short of drivers or if you want to deliver to a certain area where you don't want your drivers to go to, for example, you can ask DoorDash to do that delivery for you or Uber to do that delivery for you, for example. That's interesting. That's that, that's an interesting one. It's funny because I've heard of it recently, but I didn't understand it too much. But it, that makes sense, like leveraging the, the, the driver workforce that already exists. And, and I'm assuming the the idea is that you're you're paying less percentage by by not you because it's not going through their platform. Is that the general gist, or, or I'm I'm just assuming here? I don't know. Yeah, I think the unit economics depend on each restaurant and how much commission okay. they're paying, but it is. It's typically more of a flat fee versus a commission fee. Got it. So it's, it's a fixed cost that a restaurant's incurring by outsourcing it versus a like commission that they typically pay across a board on a, on a marketplace. That's awesome. So yeah, so I mean, to ma- to give the, the the listeners like an idea, what does the typical, I guess, customer experience, let's say, look like from their point of view? So they, if I'm a restaurant, I'm like, all right, I'm listening to this. I got you know 25 locations. I'm like, okay, this thing sounds interesting. I go to Captain AI. I'm assuming probably book a demo, understand how it works. What is what does the rollout kind of look like? You start with one location, like how do you kind of get a proof of concept going for let's say a new group, and and, and what type of metrics do they or you or I guess both you combine look at to, to to kind of measure like yes, this is working well. Sure. So um, we almost always start with a pilot. That's just been our experience. That it isn't you know there are some softwares you can just switch on. You know if you're right. using Notion or something everybody keeps right. picking up very quickly but right. this is this is a real operational software so this becomes kind of like the heart the heart of the delivery operations so there is training that needs to happen with the staff there is making sure the integration is working smoothly so we usually start with a pilot with a couple of stores make sure right. the integration whatever integration is done is, is working well make sure the staff are happy and are using it and we actually built some of our own metrics for this um actually we did a pilot with pizza Hut in europe at one point and we built uh, the out of that we started building some metrics to to measure how well a store is using it and it's our own metric i don't know if anybody else is using this we call it geo verified that's just our our name for it what it means is we check did the driver actually mark as picked up and dropped off um, getting drivers happy with the product and using it is one of the big keys and so we can measure how active are the drivers in actually using it before mm-hmm. we launch the tracking page. So that's one of our key measures that we use in our pilots. That's pretty cool. And, and then I guess on the on the restaurant side, like what what do they need to see for it to be kind of successful for them? Is it just they're looking at at an uplift in delivery, or is it just making you know more deliveries? Like what are they looking at to then say, okay, this pilot was successful. Let's let's roll this out to you know all fifty locations. Yeah, I think it depends on the restaurant. So I think some restaurants, they want this for the tracking page. So if the drivers are Got using it. it and they can give the tracking experience, then they've improved their customer happiness, they're happy. Got it. Um, some other restaurants are looking for hybrid delivery. So they'll want to know that they could outsource some deliveries to Uber or DoorDash and use some deliveries internally. I mean, even some of the restaurants we work with, they have their own online ordering and they outsource all of their deliveries. So they don't just, they don't have any drivers, but they have their own online ordering platform 
and they save on commission by doing that, and then they outsource their deliveries. So as long as that's working, we're really adding that value to the restaurant that we're lowering their delivery cost immediately. That's cool. Um, so they, they don't need to measure it. It's an immediate thing that happens. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. And w w can you share maybe a specific instance where uh, Captain or you know drastically improved the client's operation? I'd love to maybe like quick quick little, little case study, anything like recent that you, comes to mind. Like I love sharing the business side of tech, you know, obviously we're in tech too at WISP, but it's always fun to be like, these are some really cool things that happened recently with client X, client Y. You don't have to name the client, but anything you can share on that side in terms of um, quick stories would be super cool. Yeah, we're actually in the process of building out our case reports and data. So I might have to come back on the podcast. To okay. You to share that. okay. But that's our, fair. That's fair. Well, I, I do want to say, like, I really, I get what you're saying, and I think a big focus of our company will be creating these ROI measurements and proof proof that the product is doing a shift in revenue or a shift in delivery times. And I want right. to put that into the product, actually. So yeah. I would love to come back one day and, and actually share how we've progressed on that and what we're doing. I love that. I love that. We'll definitely have that conversation. And, you know, obviously... We're talking about all the, the the good, but I think one thing that's always fun to to chat about is some of the struggles. So I'd love to know, like, what are some challenges that you faced, you know, in building uh, in building Cap? Apart from knowing that it's going to take more than a year, <laughs> what are some other challenges that you faced over over the years? Sure, I think um, at the beginning the market was really shifting, um, was really shifting, and um, we were trying to figure out the product market fit at that time. And we were out, mm. out in Europe and. We there aren't that many customers in the UK, especially that have their own drivers. It changed the market changed very very quickly. So one of the challenges at the beginning was trying to find the customers who love the product. We had customers who loved it, but we wanted to find more. And I mm -hmm. think that's really led us to North America, where we're now based. Where you know in Canada and the US, there are hundreds of chains that still have their own drivers that need to solve this problem. So I'd right. say you know. If you have a product that, and you know and you believe that it's good and you've got customers that love it, finding the right place for those, you have to find those more of those customers. And sometimes you could be looking in the wrong place. So one one thing I'll share is for a few years we were looking in the wrong place. That's and interesting. As soon as we came over to North America, we found so many customers that would benefit from what we're doing. That's crazy. Yeah, sometimes and it's funny. Sometimes it could be such you know little nuances in the sense of just cultural differences or whatever with it. when it comes to tech and product market fit, it could be you're trying something in one region or continent and it's, it's not working and you try that exact same thing somewhere else and it's, and it's working super well. So I think there's a, there's a nugget of wisdom in that of like understanding who you're speaking to and who you're targeting, right? Like that holds a lot of weight. Um, that's cool, man. And then I, I guess, you know, what, you know, everyone's talking about AI, chat, GBT, open AI, all the, and every, and, and everything and anything in between. But I'd love to hear from you as you guys are kind of, you know, doing AI when it comes to logistics, where do you see kind of the future of AI when it comes to, I guess, logistics in general, where do you see that, that heading? Um, well, which, yeah, I know it's, that's yeah. a heavy, it's a loaded question. Cause it's, you know, you got the Amazons of the world and, and all kinds of crazy things happening, but I'd love to know from your point of view, where do you see things heading? Yeah. Well, I, I would take a step back and I'd say the bigger picture of AI is, my, my, this is just my personal opinion. Yeah, I think we're. Go for it. I think we're probably very close to human level, or you know, a generalized artificial intelligence. I'm very passionate about AI in that field. 
And yeah. I think we're very, the advances we've seen in just the last year have been incredible. And I think, you know, companies like OpenAI are probably going to pioneer something that's close to human level intelligence or that is breakthrough in the next right. few years. Very hard to predict how that's going to impact the world. But um, I think that could lead to acceleration of other technologies, for example, self-driving vehicles, drones. Maybe this will lead to an acceleration in robotics as well. And I think mm. when I bring this back into delivery, I actually see the future of the world. I don't know how many years this is, 10 or 20, is there will be many self-driving autonomous vehicles and drones doing deliveries. And the cost of delivery will, which is the biggest factor right now in delivery right. is the cost. Right. I think the cost will tend towards zero as the, the supply side of being able to get these autonomous vehicles or drones will be almost ubiquitous. If you've got a car and you're not using it, you could let it go and do pizza deliveries during the daytime. So I think the supply side of who can do a delivery is very restrained right now. It's human drivers right. and people. But as soon as autonomous driving becomes a thing, whoever has an autonomous vehicle would probably lend it out into the marketplace that it could do white label deliveries. Your, your Tesla or your Prius might be doing a uh, pharmacy delivery or a grocery delivery or a pizza delivery. Mm. It's, it's generating passive income for you. So I think the shift in the marketplace when that technology comes is that the cost of delivery will tend to tend down and um, to become a commodity. Yeah. And the supply side will go up. Everything will get delivered. You won't think twice about getting anything delivered. And I think that will be another shift for the restaurant industry. How that will affect third parties, I don't know. They might have to own huge fleets that they lend out. Or it might shift power back into the restaurant's hands where mm. they could start doing more of their own deliveries at a much lower cost. And That's I actually think yeah, and I actually think the future could be restaurants could share their autonomous vehicles with other businesses uh, or other other companies. Or there'll be more sharing of drivers. And that's a big vision of Captain is that we want to allow businesses to share their drivers even now. That's interesting. Yeah. And I want and we're you know, just speaking, you know, futuristically you know, asking for prediction here, where do you think that would, or how do you think that would affect restaurants, let's say, from more of an experience standpoint? Because if delivery, and it makes sense what you're saying, I can see that too, like getting closer to the cost of zero, more people are doing delivery. What do you think that means in terms of restaurant, you know, spaces and maybe sizes and maybe even location? Like if delivery becomes a larger percentage, let's say of, of sales, what do you think? How do you think that affects you know the way we think about or the way restaurants think about you know their their build and and their location and things of that nature? Yeah, I think you've already seen a preview of it with COVID, where everything became pickup and delivery for a time <laughs> for many restaurants, and you sure. saw a shift in in the industry. Yeah, and it hasn't fully normalized. You know, it's not gone back to where it was pre-COVID. Delivery is still much higher than it sure. was before. Sure. Um, so, I, th I mean, I think it's going to depend on the different restaurants. I think there's always going to be restaurants. Me personally, I love to go and sit down in a restaurant. Right, like nice full service experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the ones where they're more, where delivery becomes an enabler, the lower cost of delivery becomes an enabler, you're probably going to see smaller footprints, uh, more delivery focused stores like the Domino's. That you right. Mentioned. So, I think right. there could be a shift towards that as well. But I think. Yeah. Could be many years from now. Yeah, no, it's interesting because yeah, but like the way I think of it is, I think it'll it'll make full service restaurants 
more popular in a sense because like quick service you know there'll be a shift in the way they think of the build and maybe less you know front of house niceness and more kind of like you know the whole kind of ghost kitchen idea or just maybe more bare bones smaller spaces but on the flip side it's funny i think as there's more and more delivery then the the experience of dining out would this is my guess or my intuition is like maybe that dining out experience becomes more important on um the overall experience because it's like now yeah i can eat at home anytime deliver i want that good thai meal that good chinese whatever cool but if i'm going out i want more than just the food so it might become i have a feeling it's like it might tend to those fsrs being more about the overall experience the the the, the architecture the view the vibe the you know so all these other kind of senses beyond just obviously making sure the food is good so i don't know it'll be an interesting place to see i i um I had a robotics uh, company on a couple episodes ago, and it's they're mainly in Miami, mainly in the Brickell area, and they have robots. Called, it's called Tiny Mile, uh, and they got robots, about 100 robots that go out every day and just do that last mile delivery. So it's interesting to see. And I know there's probably competitors doing things in other cities or states, but it's interesting to see. It's still early, but this stuff is happening. And as you know, with tech, it's exponential. And so sometimes, you know, we think it's 20 years away, and some of these things might be like, short even a shorter time period away yeah we were we were promised self-driving cars a long time ago and obviously waiting right for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true i was hoping it would be by now i, I thought it would be by now but 10 that's years fair. ago when we started we we thought self-driving cars would be a thing today and that's I think fair some, some way away from it but uh yeah i think who knows what's going to happen with the advent of artificial intelligence in general and how that's going to accelerate other technologies Exactly. And so, so, you know, just to kind of wrap up, where do you see, uh, captain going? Like what, what's, what's next for you guys? You're working with some awesome chains. You guys are growing. Obviously there's never enough time to do what you want to do in terms of just tech and product development, but like in terms of, you know, maybe sharing little pieces or exciting things on your roadmap, is there anything you can highlight or anything you want to highlight? Yeah, I think really, I feel like we're a bit of a secret. Um, the chains who know us know us, but we haven't really got our, our name out there or gone out to the market and shared our product with the world. And so I think that's really the next stage for us is hmm. we really believe in partnerships and we want to work with restaurant chains to really help them improve their operations, get that visibility and make customers happy. So we're really going to get out there now. And I think got that's it. what's next for us in terms of as a company. Um, in terms of what we're building, some cool things. We've got the hybrid delivery, which we've launched. We've got... That's cool. An intelligent kitchen system that we're building as well which will take into account things like the driver's actual location um, i think we're one of the first maybe the first in the industry to do something like this where you actually will instead of just doing first in first out in the kitchen right we'd actually time the orders based on who's coming to the restaurant to pick up the food or where oh, the driver is and where the driver's coming so that works because it integrates into the whole captain system and we know where the drivers are that's smart. Even the third-party drivers, we want to pull in that data eventually and say, okay, you know, DoorDash driver is going to be here in 30 minutes. You can cook this order five minutes later. Right. So That's great for, for freshness too, right? Like just yeah. optimizing and not having an order to sit out for an hour. That's smart. That's, that's a cool one. Yeah. So that's, that's some of the cool stuff that we're building as part of the system. And yeah, those, those are some of the things on the roadmap. Love it. And then uh, I always like to do a nice plug. So for people that want to find you, Obviously, captain.ai, 
what where else if you want to share any i don't know social emails yeah, anything no, you want to share great. um you can reach out to us at www.captain.ai you can go on there and send us a message and we'd love to chat to you and you know support you on your journey with delivery love it and lastly any advice for entrepreneurs you know whether it's tech or not but just entrepreneurs looking at, to start you know you you've gone from maybe uh you know doctor to entrepreneur so from your experience any advice you want to share to you know aspiring entrepreneurs uh probably the you know the only advice i could share is just be persistent don't give up because i think it, i think um if you believe in what you built that's when you don't give up I think if you know that you've got something you've got some customers who love it there's a there's a point where things things can always get tough in business um, right but persistence um persistence is is the key don't give up and I I definitely have that mentality and that's the one thing I would say is you, you keep going if you believe in what you've got I love it well you heard it here so Ryan Pereira CEO of Captain captain.ai is the website for all the chains listening, we're going to also send this out on our newsletter. Uh, so for all the chains listening, if you want to take a look at what they do and how they could potentially help you guys with your delivery needs and operational needs, captain.ai and reach out to Ryan. He'll put you in touch with the right person on his team to make sure you guys are well taken care of. So Ryan, without you know further ado, just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day, sharing your story, your journey. The, the story behind captain and and uh yeah we'll be excited to kind of share this on our on, on our platforms as well angelo thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure really enjoyed awesome. it. take care thank you feel free to check out wist.ai for more resources and schedule a demo with one of our product specialists to see if it's a fit for you mm -hmm.